Welcome to the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast, where it's all about, you guessed it, grant writing and funding made easy so you can increase capacity, grow funding, and advance your nonprofit or freelance mission. Now, let's hand it over to your host, grants expert and author Holly Rustic, so you can increase your funding and drive impact. Hello, hello, hello. It's Holly Rustic here with Grant Writing and Funding, and welcome to the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast, where every week I help you grow capacity, increase funding, and to advance mission. And yes, it is happy November, which means a lot for nonprofits, right? And a lot for nonprofit consultants, because... It is the end of the year where all of the end of year giving programs are happening. You might be focusing on Giving Tuesday campaign. You may be focused on the end of year funding campaign. You may be writing grants. You may be doing a fundraiser. You actually even may be doing a combination of these things, right? It has been shown that nonprofits raise a lot of their revenue at the very end of the year, the last couple of months, and we are here. So in the spirit of that, we wanted to definitely share some great tips with you on end of year giving campaigns and how to overcome the overwhelm. So to help me with that today, I have Christina Edwards from Splendid Consulting on the podcast again. She's she's coming back and she's also been on another episode. So we love how she talks about marketing. She is the founder of Splendid Consulting and she is a marketing expert and coach. She helps social impact businesses and nonprofits grow their revenue. So you'll definitely want to hear what she has to say about how to really overcome this overwhelm of year-end giving, and how to set up a strategic email campaign, how many emails you should send out, you'll definitely wanna tune in for that, Um, what you should be putting in those emails, and so much more. So we're gonna be talking about that today so you can really walk away with some great nuggets today on how to be motivated and not overwhelmed to really go forward in your email campaign for your end of year giving. So what she has to say today may actually surprise you. Before we get into it today with Christina, I just wanna go ahead and also share that Christina is part of the trio. Sean Kosofsky, who you heard last week on episode 242, and Christina Edwards and myself, we have something really fun coming up for you on November 15th at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard, and that is Give Your Nonprofit a Makeover with 15 Expert Tips. So you will definitely want to join that live training to get those 15 tips, to get a downloadable, and to really walk away with some useful things to implement in your end of year and to strategize for your 2023. So if you love what Christina is talking about today as we're discussing email strategies, that's just one of her tips and she's gonna go into way more depth Plus, we each get five tips to give you. So she has four more to give you on that training. You are going to love it. So jump over to the show notes today, grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 243 or grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash events to uh, sign up for that additional training with Sean Kosofsky, Christina Edwards, and myself. And of course, while you're on the website, do join our grant writing and funding hub haven where you can get our free grants formula mini video series training and a ton of other resources, including resources to help your nonprofit consultancy get started up. So your freelance grant writing business. Um, Also, if you want to increase your nonprofit's funding potential, you can definitely take our checklist there and rate your organization on how well you are prepared for funding, plus a ton of other stuff. And 
you can definitely join that and get our weekly email newsletter as well so you can stay up to date with all of the things that we are doing to help nonprofits and nonprofit consultants thrive. All right, so back to our episode today. Once again, Christina Edwards, she's gonna be sharing with you about email strategy, about overcoming the overwhelm of end of year giving, and so much more. So be prepared to be taking some notes. All right, here's Christina. Hello, hello, hello. It's Holly Rustic here with Grant Writing and Funding, and I'm here to help you grow capacity, increase funding, and to advance mission. Now, that might be the mission of the nonprofit that you're working at or your consultant, the many different missions that you work with. And today, I am here with Christina Edwards of Splendid Consulting. Welcome, Christina. Well, hey there. It's nice to be back. Yeah, I was going to say, welcome back. <laughs> so, yes. yeah, it's good to be back. You haven't been on in a while, and we're getting towards end of year here, or in the end of the year, and there is a lot going on. Now, you are a marketing st strategist and coach. You work with a lot of social impact businesses and nonprofits, so it's really good to have you on to talk about marketing and year-end fundraising, all of the things. And today, yay, we are going to be focusing on doing themes in your year-end fundraising. And also just so you don't scream and run in the other direction because it's it's getting there, right? You might say, that's right. time yet? It's already November. Do I still have time to do this? And the answer is Yes. Yes. And, and, and this is the best news ever that you don't have to be overwhelmed. Like you do not have to be overwhelmed. That is the number one feeling that I hear from leaders, nonprofit founders, from consultants, when they think about like basically this, this chunk of time is it feels so overwhelming and I get it. Like so many organizations rely on this like last, I'm going to call it like a sprint, you know, the last couple of months of the year to make their budget, to make it all happen. And I, I get that that's where that overwhelm comes from, but it doesn't have to be that way. That's kind of what I built my business around is like, how do you actually grow in a sustainable way without feeling like you're working 80 hours a week, right? Without feeling stressed out. So yes, or we can do it. Totally do it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not just feeling like you're actually doing it. Yeah. And I love that because it, and that is the, the thing I get a lot too, is that overwhelm. And especially as like, we're in it, we're in you know, yep. midnight, almost like, you know, at the, of the year, right? So we're getting towards the end of the year here. And it's, you know, is this his final push? And the thing is, is yes, um, I was reading some statistic, and I can't remember it specifically, but it was around um, over 50%. It might have been yep. sort of 80, that people actually, this is where they get most of their funding is in this last couple of months, right? So it's a really big thing to say, yes, people are giving, especially individual donors, but also, you know, any kind of um, sponsors that you have, any kind of events you have going on, this is the time to really be out there. I I think this is the time of year. I think there's two ways to kind of think about that, where it's almost like I, I, I see people getting annoyed. Like, why does it have to be this way? Or this is sort of, this is, this is where all the beautiful people come out of the woodwork who have been hibernating all year long. And they're like, that's my time to give. This is when I make my gifts. Like, and that's the, that's the reason why I love this time of year, because you can use marketing, you can use social media, you can use your email to actually get in front of those people who may have heard of your organization, may have given in the past, may have given at some point, may have heard a friend about it. Like now is the time to get in front of those people because they're like virtual wallets are open, right? In a way that they're not open in February, in a way that they're not open in March, right? Like this is the, such a great time to be like, hey, let's go. This is what we're trying to do and, and, and give them your best pitch. Right. Right. Yeah. And I love that because yeah, a lot of people, 
in the nonprofit sector, like let's be real, have you know issues with saying, oh, I don't feel comfortable asking people for money, right? So I hear that mm -hmm. a lot as well, and it's like, well, you can reframe that and say, do you have, um, you know, do you like asking for people to help your mission be fulfilled? And yep. of course, yes, yes, I'm passionate about the mission. That's exactly what it is, right? So that money ties into the mission. And this is the time to get in front of it. Like you said, this is when people are and, right there. And that's such a great point because I think we can, we're going to give you a ton of tips today and all the strategy, but ultimately, like, I want you to believe whatever your goal is, is happening. It's a done deal. And also, I think this is kind of a, like a nuance, but you're not taking from the donor. You're actually inviting them into your community. Like you're inviting them. Like, do you want to be a part of your community? And we have the data, we have the statistics to show that like, especially younger generations, that's exactly what they want, right? They want to, they want an organization or organizations that align with their values, that make the world a better place, literally. And so you're not just saying like, can I have $500? I need $500 at all. You're saying like, this is what it's like to be part of our community. Will you walk with us? Will you join us? And and I think that that's a huge shift and a huge misnomer that will help you kind of like get out of your own way when you're like, oh, I've asked them too much, you know? I love that. I love that so much. And it's so true, right? So, yeah. and we're definitely going to spend more time on, on a lot of tips. So we have something great coming up. So November 15th um, at, at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard, myself, Christina, and Sean Kosofsky, who's going to be on the podcast next week, um, we are going to go really into deep uh, depth into 15 tips. So we're going to give your nonprofit a makeover with 15 of our tips. So if you want to sign up for that, get a little workbook, get all of the things and pick our brains because we're also going to have a live Q&A. You can definitely sign up. So we'll have all of the, the notes um, in the show notes today. So definitely do check that out. And then we also I have something fun coming up for uh, around uh, Black Friday. So mm -hmm. stay tuned. I feel like we're a little bit of the dream team here because it's like whether you need grant writing and funding help, whether or not you need marketing and you know online fundraising help, or maybe your board is a total mess. I'm like, we got you covered. So yes, stay tuned because November is a big month for us yeah. and we've got everything your organization needs whether it's year end or even looking forward into 2023 for sure absolutely absolutely i love that so yeah you guys will definitely want to sign up for that and then stay tuned for our big announcement um that the first time we've ever done this all together so it's really exciting um but yeah so for today though we want to dig back into that year-end fundraising and, and we're already starting to kind of uncover how to over overcome the overwhelm <laughs> so yeah. and to look at that and and I really liked also what you had said about like it's an invitation to join and I just wanted to spend a minute there again because that really is um a, a mentality right to look to kind of get yeah. shifting from saying we need money please help us like yep. that kind of martyr kind of situation to say oh we are doing amazing things do you want to join us because totally you know, and like you said, um, I think it's like, are we plugging leaks? Cause that doesn't feel good. And I think your end can feel a little, and I get it. And maybe you are plugging some leaks and that's okay. But ultimately you're not, you're not plugging leaks. Like you're, you're, you're building the cruise ship and we're on the cruise ship and it's happening. We're going somewhere beautiful together. Like it, it is, it is, it's the reason why charity waters monthly giving program is so successful because their advocates feel like they are part of a community, right? Yes. And it's the same way for any, even if it's a, it's a, 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 an annual donor that makes one gift a year, I'm telling you they align 
their values align with yours. And they are the type of person who, when they're sitting at the farmer's market, talking to somebody like I find this and I'm like, have you heard of this organization? Here's why they're awesome. And I could be somebody who gives once a year, but they're still top of mind to me, mm-hmm. especially if you're reaching out to me once a year and going all in, in this kind of sprint. Yeah. Right. Right. And I, I love that because a lot of people, they need to hear about you. So you need to be out there marketing and they want to align with you. And the thing is, is they're so excited. And I get excited about this too, when I'm giving to different nonprofits, because I don't have the time and, or, you know what I mean? The focus to do all Mm -hmm. of that type of work, but I still think it's super valuable. So for me to be able to invest in your organization, who is doing that makes me feel so good. Right. Because that probably, you probably just summed up the number one reason why I give, right. Is because, because I, I, because I physically can't do all of the things that I want to make better. And I, and the other thing is, I believe you, your organization has a proven method system program to do it. And so I'm like, yes, yes. You know, and last reason, could you ask? Yeah. Yeah. You got to ask. I got to know about it. (laughs) Last and most important reason you got to ask. So if you, if you don't know about it, how can I give, right? And just putting one social media post out, just sending one email, I'm not going to see it. I'm, I, you know, probably um, most of your people won't see it. It's not going to be top of mind. So that was another thing. I had a webinar this morning and one of the questions was about like how, you know, people feel like it was like 20% said this was actually an issue that around this, this time of year, they're actually afraid to be putting out emails. They think it might be too much. They don't want to put out too much because they know that their other people are getting their inboxes full from other organizations. And how do we really stand out? And I just don't want to overwhelm my donors by sending out too many emails or being on social media too much. I want to be nice to them. There's kind mm-hmm. of that that thought process. So uh-huh. you that for me? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like, it's like, I don't want to be rude. I don't want to be annoying. I don't want to be, again, it's kind of like greedy or graspy or salesy, right? Yeah. yeah. But if you can send half as many emails and you'll get half as many donations come in, like it is correlation, right? Right there. Of like, if you ask half as many times, you're going to see a huge decrease. I also, you know, I shared this recently, but like my daughter's school did a, did, you know, the fall photos and like they they, I, they woofed me, which if you ever watch office, it was like, they, they, it was this um, hilarious reference. A wolf was like a text message, a social media tweet. It was like, basically they pinged me a lot. They sent me about four emails, six text, text messages saying, Hey, do you want to purchase one of her photos? Or here's a link to the gallery. And it took me 10 touch points until they got the sale. Like they got the sale. But I tell you what, if they stopped at four, it wasn't because the photos weren't awesome. It wasn't for any other reason that I just forgot. Yeah, I just was a human who forgot. And I really feel like you're doing your audience a disservice by pulling back, by like emailing less, by posting less. That's something I hear a lot. So, you know, if you have a beautiful campaign with a beautiful story that's anchoring it, and then you're like, Christina, I posted the story. I sent the email out. We did the thing. I'm like, no, like you just started. Like you yeah. had the appetizer, you know, don't get the check yet. Like keep going. You have to stay through the course. And like, you know, you can think about a story, having a story arc to it. Yes. You told that one piece of it, but there's so many more opportunities. And part of year end is those touch points and getting into whether you're deepening the relationship with your audience by 
hitting those touch points more than once, which is what happened to me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with the photo sessions, right? What they were like, we're going to try you on text. We're going to try you on email or your audience. And so your audience is basically going, yeah, maybe. Okay. Yes. Yes. I'm in. Right. So that kind of, or they would, didn't miss, they weren't there for your first four touch points. They totally missed them. So give them the fifth email. Like that's, that's so, so important is you're assuming. And so many people do this. It's super normal that yeah. everyone is reading every email, every social post with the exclusion of my mom who does love her. It is like, it's good job, honey. Like no one is like, no one is, you know? So it's like, we, we really have to remember that, that juicy story, that really great appeal that you wrote and sent out a percentage of your audience saw it. And that was it. And that was amazing, but you got to keep going. Yeah, absolutely. It's that those touch points that you talked about, and I'm sure you were super happy about them being persistent and keep reaching out for your daughter's photos because you want that. Yes, I want them. And, and here's the thing, had I delayed, I would have missed a deadline or I couldn't have gotten them printed in time, right? For the holidays. Like there were so many reasons for them to increase the urgency piece with yeah. me, right? And that was really, really important. And it was at no time was I like, I need to unsubscribe. This is ridiculous. I literally was just like, yeah. Oh, yes. I'm going to do that right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're like, okay, yeah. I'll do that later. Right. So it yes. And, and-, and I've had the same behavior with fundraisers before. Yeah. I've done the same thing with gala tickets for an event where I'm like, yeah, last minute. Here I am. You know? And if you wouldn't have got that last minute email or text, totally would have forgotten. Yep. Yep. Oh no. So I think that's really good. And that kind of segues. I'm sorry if you guys do hear a little bit in the background. I'm not sure what you can hear. (laughs) The cat, I'm cat sitting. So (laughs) you know how it is with animals at home. So she's like, but, um, so, you know, segueing into that, then how many emails and what is that kind of strategy now that we're kind of breaking down the actual implementation of, uh, end of year fundraiser. Great question. And I think really everyone is going to be different, right? So there's not an exact number, but I would, this is actually what I would say, and this is going to make everyone really uncomfortable. Whatever the number is you have in your mind, double it. Like that's what I would love to see because it just makes you feel squirmy. If you're like, okay, I was going to send four emails between now and the year year end. I'm like, send eight, like really double it. Um, so, and the way that I would do that is I would do uh, like a, like a ramp up, like I'm, I'm kind of picturing a mountain. So you start to steadily increase the way that you would, if you're on a treadmill and you're like kind of warming up and then you're doing your little jog and then you're doing your sprint and then you're doing your cool down. You can think about it that way. So same with social media, but especially for email, yeah. you know, we make a lot of money on email historically, whether you're a nonprofit or a for-profit, we're using social media to sort of drive traffic to places and email is a great way, again, to remind people, right? Hey, that thing you saw on social media, here's a link to it right now, straight in your inbox. So, um, I, I mean, I've never met a client that sent too many emails. So that's, that's the thing. I haven't met one who I'm like, you know, you guys really overdid it. <laughs> I'm yet to meet them. So, so yeah. whatever that number is, I would love to see organizations double it and do it in a way where, um, you do a ramp up, you do a cool down. And then the last caveat that I'll give you is don't do the thing where you're just sort of duplicating content that does not count. So for example, if you told a beautiful story about Julia and her amazing transformation in your program, do not keep telling her same story in emails two through eight, right? 
I want to know the theme of like what it, what your organization does, or maybe you're doing some, you know, like what is the story of your end? And you can talk about different testimonials or something like that. And you can actually talk about Julia again, mm -hmm. but do not just duplicate. I sometimes I'll see that a little bit lazy where we're using the same graphics again and again and again on social media or that same quote again and again and again on email. So don't do that. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. And I think that's so interesting to say, you know, double it. And it is, I mean, you, you should really be looking at how many emails you're sending out. You can send out a lot because yeah. everyone is not going to be looking at them all. Right. And I think, you know, there's also ways that you can send out emails that people haven't opened um, from your email provider. So if you have something yep. like, Kid or yeah, you could totally, you know, again, if that pillar piece about Julia, fictitious Julia was a great story and sort of opened, kicked off your campaign, you mm -hmm. could resend it to the people who didn't open it. That would be really smart. That's a great tip. Um, yeah. And then you, yeah. And you just want to move on from there and build off of it for sure. Yeah. And I love that telling different components. So you can really think about your copy. And I think this is kind of getting into it as well as have a time where you actually sit down and you write all those emails in advance, yep. right? Yep. You can add to them little things like, as yep. you can, but creating that content block up front helps you actually then send out those emails. <laughs> so true. Let's, yes. So we talked about the overwhelm being the like number one thing I hear. And I think that is because you're do it's like you're doing it while you're promoting it. And that is a mistake. So if you can get ahead of it, you know, write it all out in a Google doc where it's just all seven in your emails or all seven of your testimonials or whatever the thing is that you're doing, you know, um, and, and that's something I teach in, in my courses. It's like, how do we create a campaign ahead of time so that it actually is planned out in just a few weeks. And how do we, you know, leverage audiences and things like that so that you're not feeling like you're doing it alone, right? Because yeah. that is, that's the part where it's like, yeah, so many, so many organizations feel like they're just building the ship while they're sailing the ship, right? Yes. And that can feel exhausting. It can yeah. make you feel like I don't want to do this again. It took too much. But if you just sit down for half a day or whatever, build it yep. on put together your graphics you do have to set time aside for that but then you can automate them potentially if you have emails yes. right even in google in gmail you can automate emails and it's yeah in my in my course amplify social impact i actually teach this process of like syndication so it's like if you told a really great story and you really told it through the lens of a facebook post like let's adapt that for an email let's adapt that for a linkedin post or for instagram like do not make your job any harder yeah exactly i love doing that's like that's actually a good point yes i do that yeah. in my own work i write emails totally. and then i take copy and paste that email and then i just snip it down yep. and kind of yep. bullet on it and then i'm like that's my social media copy that goes out with exactly. that exactly you're not you can repurpose a lot of the materials you can take some of what you have in that email and make a social media post out of it like the graphic right yep. so all of those types of things to follow the story then very consistently right how you're telling exactly it. that's really really good to kind of help overcome the overwhelm like realize you are probably going to be sending out more emails and doing more social media posts than, than you anticipated, but put the time aside to get ahead of it, to write it all out together. So there's, a, there is some co continuation to it, and um, but you can repurpose a lot of it and we can build off of it. So that can really help decrease the overwhelm. So now that we're kind of talking about that with the yeah. email, social media now, um, 
So you do want to spend some time though telling your like your story of how much money you're raising. So you can kind of yeah. put that stuff in there too, right? How the campaign 100%. you want to tell your people, like kind of what should you be putting and in behind? That's a great point, Holly, because I feel like there might be a, a an urge you're you're like telling this awesome story to like hide the call to action, to hide mm -hmm. the donate button where you're like, you know, Christina said I had to send double the amount of emails, so I'm going to, but I'm actually going to hide the actual ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so don't do that. Um, and yes, you absolutely want to create, I, I like to create a theme for your end and then build in just mini campaigns or like mini sprints within that theme. For example, so if you had a theme for the November and December, then Giving Tuesday could be like a theme within a theme, right? Where it's like Giving Tuesday, you're trying to get you know, um, 24 donors in 24 hours, or I don't know, $24,000 in 24 hours where you're like, just within that container of time, there's a sprint, right. Um, yeah. within the overall year end, uh, year end fundraising goal. Right. I think it's really smart in all of these emails and the stories that you're telling as you're telling them, it's like, yeah, you're writing the content ahead of time but let people know what's happening. So like, yeah. if you're halfway to your goal, tell them in that email, like you guys were halfway there. Oh my gosh. Or if you want to, you know, build in some, some momentum throughout the thing, you know, you can do themes within a theme where you're doing, you know, an entire week where you're spotlighting just people who've gone through your programs, right. Where you're spotlighting stats about a specific cause, right. Or you're spotlighting something like that. And that helps for me when I like block and chunk it out like that, it helps me go, this actually isn't that much content. This actually isn't that much stuff. Also, I think it's really smart to look backwards. So often we're in it and we're like, I've told every story. There are no more Julia's. I've told them all <laughs> and go backwards and, and let's, let's revisit that story. Let's do a year in review or something like that. And then a future focus, like something where we're looking back at what you have accomplished this year. That's a really great way because so many of your donors and supporters, and don't forget, especially those people who give once a year, they have not been following along. Like no. tell them, share those wins, share those milestones. Those are great pieces of content where really you're just using, I'd say 80% of it and you're repackaging it into a bigger story. I love that. I love that so much. And then, yeah, so having those scheduled out, but then you can also just like add little bits and pieces as it goes along and you can repurpose some of that and, and just, you know, kind of keep it going. So let them know how the, how the fundraiser is going. Even if you've already scheduled out your emails, you can add to them, but then you're not developing totally. from scratch, which is uh, a time saver. And then you can actually show up during, during the whole launch, right? So that's, the, that's the, that's the important part is like, if you really have your social media content, you've designed it on Canva, it's easy peasy. You've got the templates for it. If you need help, I have a course for that. You've got it going. It's rocking and rolling. You've got the social media schedule, the, the emails written. Then during the actual week, like you're making those donor calls that maybe yeah. you need to just give a nudge right? You are reaching out to your digital ambassadors. That's a huge thing I'm passionate about so that you're not fundraising alone. You're yeah. able to do a little bit more of what is the more in the trenches mm -hmm. outreach that is very, very important. And what ends up happening is it all serves the greater good. So I remember one organization that I worked with that followed 
everything we're talking about, all of the organic marketing. They had a donor that gave every single year a major gift. And one way or another, she just wasn't planning on giving that year. And she had kind of said that. And um, the ED was like, understood, respected, and just like, I'll reach out next year. And then she got their kind of year-end fundraising push. She got their emails. She picked up the phone and said, what do you need? And the ED was like, um, you come here, you know, like totally surprised. And it was this digit. It was this, yes. And so it ended up, she had, she gave, I believe five or 10,000 more than last year. And it was simply because I think a few things, I think number one, the organization was top of mind. They hadn't been up until that point. Right. Mm -hmm. I think the original conversation she had with the ED that was like, oh, maybe not this year. Things had changed. Six months had gone by, four months had gone by times. And and once she saw the story come together, the vision of what they had accomplished throughout the year and also what they were working towards for year end, she got like me and I get like, um, I don't know if the word is competitive, but I'm like, I want this to happen. I want this to happen. So she was like, what do you need? We need to do this, you know? And they hit their goal and it was so fun. Um, So so it's almost like, don't segment out people that you think it's just invite them in, tell the story. They get to say, they get to raise their hand. I'm in, I'm not in, maybe later, right? Like don't decide for them. Exactly. And I love that because a lot of times we think, well, they're already giving to other organizations, so they probably don't give to mine. It's like, no, they might give to yours as well because you're going to- That is the, isn't that the worst, like most insidious thought in the world? Like they're already, which is true. Yes, they are already giving to other organizations and that has nothing to do with you. Like nothing. Exactly. Like, actually, they're a donor, so they're a good source because they- Yes, are- also, yeah, they already, yeah, exactly. They walk the walk, you know? I'm a huge lover of art, and I love modern art. I love just so many different t- photography. I love ceramics. And like, I can't imagine if an art dealer was like, well, she only buys ceramics. That's it. I'm like, no, you don't get to decide for me, right? I don't want just a home full of pottery. That Like, I want art on my walls, like- so yeah, you don't get to decide for people. Uh, I love that. So yeah, so don't just get over that overwhelm. Christine yep. got lots of resources for you as well as she's noted. Um, and we can, you can also join our webinar that we have coming up to get more tips on marketing. Um, and then stay tuned for our special bank on the app at the end of the That's month. That's right. <laughs> but yeah. Um, I mean- um, yeah, hang out with me at Splendid Consulting. I'd love to hear if you listen to this and yeah, what you're working on for your end. But Splendid Consulting over on Instagram is where I'm hanging out the most. Awesome. So yeah, so we can just wrap up and then also look at this to say, okay, if you are overwhelmed right now, you still have time. You still have time to do a campaign. You have plenty of time. But to get ahead of that overwhelm, it is important then to really kind of look at it and say, well, what do we want to raise money for specifically? What is the story? Write out your emails, put together your graphics, like spend a day, get it yep. done, schedule it out, and then go out there and start knocking on doors, making phone calls, yeah. et cetera. You know, be out there, be uh, be um, present in the launch because yeah. it's not going to happen overnight. You can't just send out one email and expect to hit your goals. Like there has to be a multitude of emails and social marketing and it's okay to be out there right now because people yes. want to be involved. So it's okay. Um, definitely be out there. This is your time to do it. Um, any other tips before we close out? I know we covered those. Yeah. That was beautiful. Yes. Don't do the thing where I'm already too far behind. Don't do that. Do, you know, what can I do 
give yourself a kind but firm amount of time to get it done. I love a day. A day to write emails is perfect. It does not need to be your life's work. These emails, they are not going to be on a book on my shelf. They're going to raise money for your organization. That's what they're going to do. And so just remember that. Keep your kind of why all like center front of mind to get through the part where you're like, I don't know what to say. I don't know if there's not enough time. Uh -uh, We're not doing that. We're raising money. I love that. I love that. Yeah. And then remember, it's an opportunity to invite people in to be a part of the work that they're, that you're doing that they don't necessarily have the time to do. Yep. So, you know, or the expertise and you're doing that, but they're passionate about your work, but they need to know about it. You guys, they need to know about yes. it. So you can get out there and let them know. Awesome. Thanks so much. Chris. It. It's been awesome. I love, I love all the tips. I love the theme and the sprints and all of that. <laughs> Take that. We're doing it. Too. Exactly. So once again, divine Christina, you can definitely go to splendidatl.com, right? You got, mm-hmm. that one? You got it. Awesome. And uh, you can check out all of the things that she does and also we'll sign up for our webinar. You can just find uh, the link in the show notes and we'll be happy to see you there. Thanks so much again, Christina, for coming back on the show. And we'll have to have you on soon again. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for having me. All right, thanks. Thank you for tuning in today to our podcast episode with Christina Edwards of Splendid Consulting. Once again, you can definitely check out all of the show notes and more information about some of the cool things that we have coming up with Christina at grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 243. And if you're not a subscriber already, please do hit that subscribe button and subscribe to our podcast on your podcast listener player. And if you could do me a favor, please leave a review on your podcast player as we do love seeing the reviews. And, you know, we make this podcast for you. So we love getting feedback. And of course, if you have a theme that you're interested in having the podcast focus on, send me an email, holly at grantwritingandfunding.com and let us know what kind of podcast episodes you would like to hear about to help your grant writing and your funding for your nonprofit or your nonprofit consultancy. All right, guys. Happy November. See you soon.